Okay, everybody wants good love, that's true, I know Derrick Jones about to break it down with the relationship gumbo Welcome to the podcast, ain't no doubt we all need this Ay, Cause better relationships need better ingredients Ay, So if you want better relations, it's about communication Finding love, staying together, we all wanna make it better Yeah, Derrick Jones the host, your relationship coach Thank you all for tuning in, relationship gumbo And welcome to another episode of the Relationship Gumbo Podcast. My name is Derek Jones and I am your host. I am a certified life coach, an engineer, a strategist, and a mental health advocate. So (laughs) tonight's topic is going to tiptoe on y'all's mental health a little bit. But tonight's topic, don't be mad at me because I can't read your mind. I know that right, just me saying that statement right there. It's a little, you know, it's somebody, somebody's anxiety is kicking a little bit. So we're going to get into this. It's not going to be long. I have, I have really like three categories I'm going to do and, and then we're going to wrap it up. So if you guys, please, if you're on the, the video version, comment, engage, ask questions if you need to, and I'll address them if they're pertinent to the, uh, to the topic. So let's get into it. So we're talking about mind reading, right? And these those of you who have been in <laughs> really either short-term and or long-term relationships, you kind of know what I'm talking about. It's those those expectations that we that we don't know about in the in the significant other wants you to be something or wants you to do something and they expect for you to know. So we're going to talk about a little bit about the how and the why this happens. So I'm going to do three bullet points. First one, I'm going to title this one, I'm hungry. So you guys know when you are hungry and you're really hungry and you got a taste for something, you have a taste for a specific thing. Let's say you got a taste for pizza, right? And you go all day thinking about this pizza. And when you get to the point where it's time to eat the food and you head to your favorite pizza place and they say, we ran out of pizza. <laughs> we don't have it. You expected them to have it. But when you wanted it, you didn't get it. And we do this with our significant others a lot in relationships. We have an expectation of a task or behavior that we think that you're supposed to do. We want you to do it just like you want the pizza. But when it comes time for the thing that you want, just like when you're hungry, it doesn't happen. And so think about how you feel, how you would feel if you was craving that pizza all day and then you got to the point where you was going to get it and it didn't happen. You'd be pretty pissed off, right? You'd be mad. You'd be livid. You'd be hangry, right? And in our relationships, what we do when we have these expectations, we get mad. We want to know why you didn't, why you didn't read my mind, why you didn't know I wanted that, why you didn't know that I wanted you to cut the lawn and put the lines diagonal to the right and you did it diagonal to the left. You should have known that. You should have known that. And the reasons why we do this is we have, we have, um, Spin City in the comments says pissed, right? We have certain things that we expect in relationships 
And a lot of times it has absolutely nothing to do with your significant other. It has to do with what you've seen before. Maybe how your parents' relationship was, if it was a good one. How your friends' relationships are. So by the time you get into your own relationship, you, of course, have your own expectations. You have the, the life experiences and the things you learned and saw growing up in your childhood, good or bad. So when you meet this person, we typically don't have all of the dialogue and the communication that we need to have up front to kind of really get to know the person. We just assume certain things, right? We assume romance is going to happen. We assume that they know certain things that every man in your life or every woman in your life just knew to do. And this person comes in and they don't do it. And you get mad and you get pissed and you like, why don't they know that I want this? You never told them. <laughs> you never showed them. And we're going to talk about the, 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 the how you work around even having to deal with this at the end. And, and I, I, I see a comment that I'm going to address in a minute, but I'm going to save that one. I'm going to save that particular one to the end. Um, so just to kind of jump off of this one, your, your desire to have things done the way that you think that they should be done. And then having that expectation put on someone who's not you. Not fair, right? Cause you, cause you don't know them <laughs> and they can't read your mind. So you, you really have to think about because that's a little short, like one minute story. I had an aunt that, that, um, son, her son at the time made it might've been like in high school. Right. And she had asked him to do something menial, right? Like, I don't know, like iron the clothes or something. I forget specifically what it was. And he kept telling her, I can't do it. And she got mad at him because he wouldn't iron the clothes. And she was livid. And then after thinking about it for a while, after she stepped away from it, she said, damn it. I never taught him how to iron. I need y'all to catch that. <laughs> <laughs> I never taught him how to iron, but I had an expectation of him because I assumed that he just knew how to do it. I need y'all to double, triple, quadruple catch that one. We have to do this in our relationships too. How do you, how do you take care of me? How do I like to be loved? You, you can't assume this partner knows this just because they're in your space. But we take it for granted sometimes and we have arguments over this stuff. Right. So we're going to move on on to the second thing. And I'm going to call this one. <laughs> this one's good. This one right here. This one, this next bullet point is called what's wrong. <laughs> so it's just really those two words. Y'all ever had? Well, I know y'all have a significant other who might have come in the house one day. And they come in and they say, and they and they face look like this. And what do you normally ask them? <laughs> What's wrong? And they say nothing. And the man might say, I'm good. The woman may say nothing. And you say, no, 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 something ain't right. Your face. Some you have a bad day. I'm good. 
And then when you get through trying to figure it out, you may go through some turmoil. And then when the smoke clear, that person who came in with the screw face may say to you, you should have known what I was feeling. You shouldn't have had to ask me. Anybody know what that feel like? <laughs> You're supposed to know all my moods. And so I shouldn't have had to tell you the fact that you asked me pissed me off. Hello. <laughs> you have to be aware that you are not just going through the thing. The other person in the house, they had a day too. Might have been good, might have been bad, right? You coming in hot like that? They don't know what that is. They have no clue what that is. They could have been with you for 30 years. The expectation is they supposed to know you. So that it's supposed to just magically happen, right? And these are the things that, and I'll talk about how we work around these things in a minute, but these are the things that, that you have to note, especially when it turns into an argument over the fact that you couldn't read their mind at the right given time and space. Now, granted, here's the caveat. There are some common sense things that we should think that, you know, you should learn from your significant other anyway, just by being with them. But these are the things that, fall under the umbrella of like moods and, 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 you know, sometimes it's, um, you know, you're just having a bad day and your partner wants to be there. You know, if they're a good one, they want to, they want to be there to comfort you. And sometimes you need to be left alone. And it's three words you could say if you like to be left alone. No, I'm sorry. Four. <laughs> I can't count. Give me a minute. I'm not having a good day, but give me a minute. And this is all like communication tools. <laughs> because you're going to be mad that you're being asked. And the person who's asking you is going to be mad because you're not answering. And then it's like... <laughs> And your, your civil relationship now just had a big blow up about something that was this big. And if you're on the audio, it's about as big as a piece of rice. So here is the context for that. Because we're going to talk about something that I talked about on several shows. Once that argument happens and that confrontation happens because that person wasn't able to read your mind and and somebody asked a question what if that minute lasts days then you got a whole you know you got a whole nother problem if days is the thing that y'all normally do then cool if it's not if if that person normally takes minutes and now it's days then that's a whole nother that's a whole nother level of communication that y'all don't have so red flag so when that confrontation happens, you now, if you, if you, and if you haven't gone back and listened to all the doggone shows, you need to go back and binge them. 
I always talk about how people's emotions get caught up into these these confrontations and these arguments. And normally somebody's going to back down. Somebody's going to wave it off, but they didn't resolve the feeling. When you don't resolve the feeling, you hold on to it. And so the next time this happens, that blow up is going to be twice. Because I didn't resolve the last one. And we just talking about you just telling me that you need to have a minute. Or me, you know, if, if you're on the other side, maybe you know the moves, maybe you don't. But you got to, you know, it's, it all boils down to being able to effectively communicate with your partner. A lot of the moods we know. And then sometimes some new ones pop up. <laughs> and you be like, I don't know that one. <laughs> but when somebody asks you what's wrong. And you love them. And you've been with them for a while. You kind of owe them something so that they don't worry. That's just my opinion. Some people's relationships, they don't really care. They're just there. But if you care, you want to help. And even in helping, if that person needs some time, you need to allow them that time. And sometimes we don't know. Sometimes, you know, maybe this has happened several times. And on time number 10, that that face, it may mean something else. <laughs> Who knows? So just be mindful of that. We're going to talk about the how you go through in a minute. We are almost done. The last bullet point that I'm going to talk about tonight, I'm going to call that let me see something. And I'm going to tell you what that means. Sometimes... In relationships, like if you've been with somebody for for a while or married to someone for a while, you people, I won't say you, sometimes people like to test you. They want to test the compatibility five years later. And so in their mind, they like, let me see something. I'm going to ask him what he wants for dinner. And in your mind, you want steak. And <laughs> he comes back and he says, I want chicken. You get mad at him because he didn't say steak. Because you want y'all supposed to be on the same wavelength, right? So you're testing him to see if he knows what mood or for what food you want, right? It's a wacky, weird case. But you get what I mean. You want to see if that person is going to respond or react the way that you wanted him to or her to. So a lot of people in practical relationships, they'll do something to see if you're going to get mad. And then when you don't get mad, they get mad because you didn't get mad. Because it was a test. They're trying to test to see if you are in tune. And it didn't work out. So now guess where you at again? 
you on collision mode again. So now you got something else to stack up on the stuff that you didn't resolve because you're not communicating effectively, right? Instead of you just saying, I want steak, you want to see if the other person knows what you want. <laughs> Happens more often than you think. Um, Spin City on Facebook says, if, emo if emotional IQ is low, you can forget about it. Exactly. And guess what, guys? Newsflash. Most of us have low emotional IQs. That's why, that's, why we, that's why we go through all the crap we go through. Most of it is because we do not know how to manage our emotions or even know what they are when they happen. We just react. We assume. And then later on, we might think about it later and be like, I shouldn't have did that. I shouldn't have said that. And you'll realize once you're able to kind of work on the communication and just the bonding that when you really start to understand your emotions and not just understanding them, but knowing how they affect the other person, then you can manage it better. You may be able to come in with a little more tact next time because you know how it affects the other person or how that other person affects you. And then it's kind of like this marriage of things. It's not going to ever be perfect, but at least you know how to maneuver better. And <laughs> Spence City, <laughs> she said, that's that bullshit. You know, it happens a lot. People like to do these little pop quizzes to see if you still got it. You know, you still, they still are in tune or in sync with you, right? And in a lot of cases, the other person not going to get that answer, right? Because they got to be in that same headspace. Once again, they're not you. And we have to understand and remember that we, if, here's the other thing. <laughs> These things are just popping up in real time. The only way that you can teach someone your style, how to love you, is you got to know who you are. Ding, ding, ding. If you don't know who you are, how can you relay that to someone else so that they don't run into that Mack truck and cause another collision? Do you know who you are? <laughs> and a lot of us don't. Got to think about it. You mad at somebody because they don't know you, but you don't know you. That ain't fair. <laughs> I'm gonna just sit back and let that sizzle for a minute. Just let it let it marinate. And um, Michelle Michelle from Facebook says, "I don't do riddles or mind reading." Yeah, those little they setting you up for traps to try to see if you are gonna answer it right. You didn't been with them for four years though. Y'all good, but that one trap will derail the whole four years. <laughs> Trust me, I've seen it. <laughs> so um, I'm going to go back to that comment I said I was going to go back to. Princess Goody says, well, my problem is I'm too vocal and my husband is not vocal enough. So we're going to touch on that for, for, for a minute here. Sometimes 
when you have when you have two people who have different communication styles there's a disconnect and a lot of cases you can find somebody who communicates just like you but most of the, most of the time it's um there's a learning curve there right and the biggest mistake that we make and that frustrates us that ties into this topic and I've said it earlier in the show we have an expectation that our partner just gets us we have an expectation that that partner should want to communicate just like we do and when they don't we get mad and so when you have a situation like that and this is the story of a lot of people where the man isn't as communicative as the woman and sometimes it's the reverse right sometimes you need some assistance Sometimes you need somebody to help you navigate that because a lot of times when people don't communicate effectively, there's a reason because you've been with this person, you didn't had sex with them. You might've had some babies with them. You might even be married to them, but they can't talk to you. Some, there's something that could possibly be adjusted so that you two can arrive somewhere in the middle. Because there are millions and millions of bad communicators out there. But there's a reason. And I'm not saying that that reason is something bad. These are tools that we are not born with to be able to communicate effectively with a partner that has a different communication style than us. Who goes to school for that? (laughs) Right? And when you are aware that sometimes it's your delivery, sometimes it's that person assuming your response. This is what a lot of And I'm going to say men. This is what a lot of men go through in relationships. We assume your response. So then we don't initiate. So it looks quiet. Because we think we know what you're going to say. Horrible communication method. But a lot of us do it because. And I'm going to bring this. this, These are how the dots connect. Okay. You remember I talked about those emotions, unresolved stacking, and then you'll end up either blowing up or you're going to retreat because you're holding them in. When you get to the point where those interactions become something that that person just doesn't want to deal with, then the assumption is, is that when they engage you on certain topics, that it's going to have the same results. It's not going to feel good. So I'm going to be quiet. And I'm not just going to be quiet right now. I'm going to be quiet for all the rest of them in the future. Just in case I end up feeling like that one that was from a year ago. 
it's dysfunctional behavior and it can be corrected because we hold on to stuff that we don't even realize it. We, we become these avoiding confrontation people because the happiness comes, it's on the top of all the other stuff that I need to deal with. So if I can avoid and it feels like there's nothing wrong, then nothing's wrong. Not true. It's still in there. Still holding it. You're still making assumptions. And to the to back to the topic of the show. We can't read your mind. Step number one. Well, let me read these comments and then we'll talk about the 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 finale to this. <laughs> Princess Goody says, or oh, the person does not have security enough to be able to display his emotions. But no, you're absolutely right. It's something that needs to be taught. So here's the thing. It's it all plays a part into everything I was saying. Most of us don't know how to display emotions because a we never seen or knew how to do it. Number two, something happened to make us want to repress them. Or B, <laughs> y'all be going through so much stuff that they don't even feel like you deserve it, right? And there's a host of other reasons, but those are just the ones that pop up in my head. Like, I say that a lot of times it can be corrected fairly quickly unless there's some kind of trauma there. Then you're going to have to probably go the therapist route, right? But a lot of times... The redemption from these non, you know, the mind reading, non-emotion sharing people, you, you're not going to make someone that that has lived their life being a non-emotional person and then overnight they're just going to start sharing. But there is there is a space in the middle where they can kind of give you some of that information versus none. And it just takes understanding of, you know, and, and a lot of times you need to go to a third party. And then that third party can say, here's the puzzle pieces. This is why. And once you do that, once that person gets to see you versus I'm, I'm giving y'all all of it. <laughs> when you have all of those entanglements and, and, and um, collisions, I no longer see you. I see arguments. I see I felt bad when that happened. It's not you anymore. And so if it's not you anymore, I'm not sharing a damn thing with you. It happens over time. And a person who, who let's say that they just aren't in the, they don't like, they don't like to talk about how they feel. They're just that person for whatever reason. Sometimes that person needs a safe space to be able to share that. And for whatever reason, throughout their life, and maybe even with you, they don't feel like that space is safe. And so the dialogue needs to happen so that that person feels more comfortable to be able to share it. Because a lot of times as humans, we want to snatch it out of you. Just tell me how you feel. That just makes the person retreat. 
because that's what you want. That doesn't mean you can't get it. It's about delivery. It's about tact, especially with men. Once you shut that door, we don't never want to come back through it again. <laughs> like it, love it, or hate it. It's what we do. We don't want that to happen again. So anytime you ask us, are we good? We're going to be like, yep, I'm perfect. You sure? Yep, I'm good. Because if I really bear my soul to you, it may be something you may not want to hear. And then boom, 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 confrontation. I don't want that. And I know I'm on super tangent right now, kind of, sort of. But that emotional sharing thing, it's also something that men were trained not to do. <laughs> it's not what we do. And I can talk about me personally. It's not the easiest thing to do. But it didn't really make sense to me until I understood. Number one, what it meant. To the significant other. It didn't really make sense to me until I felt like I wasn't going to be judged harshly for just sharing how I feel. Once you take that away, then it opens up a lane where I can say, OK, if I say this. They're going to be mad, but they're not going to attack me. Because if you attack me, it's only two things I can do. I can fight you or I can retreat. Retreating keeps the house calm. Especially if you have kids. And then I'm just going to be a serial retreater just to shut you up. And the only way around that is to have safe spaces to be able to share and sometimes you can't do it by yourself because y'all been doing this for so long you need somebody to come in and be like no y'all need to go and fix my life or something get it in or find you a coach or some something so let me go to the comments because i see somebody tanya brunson hey derek i think at our age for me i feel guys our age whoa whoa y'all are typing Woo. okay hold on hold on hold on hold on hold on i'm trying to catch up I think at our age, for me, I feel guys our age should just know some things about women by now. Don't assume that. Don't assume that. I do. I don't feel I should have to dictate everything. Maybe I'm wrong, but I don't like to argue. So I just think I shouldn't have to say some things because he should know by now. And you should not have to dictate everything, but you do not assume that his experience is that of either A, you or B, other men that you know. Not it's not always going to be the same case. I'm going to give you a really loose example. OK, super loose, super dumb. But I want you to understand where this comes from. Let's pretend that this guy comes from a family and every relationship. He's never had to take the trash out. Ever. It's not even that he's never had to do it. He meets you and you have an expectation that every man should know. That the trash need to go out. And then he doesn't do it. You're going to get pissed. And he may. Be sitting back like. Dang. I'm, I should. Dang. I need to take it out. I'm, she just. She asked me to do it. But it's not. It's not muscle memory for him. 
So it's not that you dictate because you know what dictating looks like to men. It looks like mommy. Tact. And never assume that somebody knows and, and that you would think it's common sense at this age. Right. You also here's a funny, not funny. You also think that men by our age, they should stop playing games and stop doing all these other kind of stuff. You assume that. Right. <laughs> not true. <laughs> Um, I think I saw, wait, <laughs> I thought I saw another long one. Tasha Carpenter says, hmm, my something may have to be divorced. And today would have been 25 years. His communication style was his parent's style instead of his own. Yeah. Yeah. We sometimes default to, you know, how our parents did it or it's basically, it's basically how we've been trained. And unfortunately, most men have been pushed into not sharing it with you. We're trained that way. So to go and actually share, it's an unnatural act. But the men that are on here or that will come on here, when you get to a point where you do that, it's like 2,000 tons of weight is off your back. So you need to try to really, nobody's asking you to be a basket case and, and do all this other stuff. But I'm going to give you an example in a second, but I got to get through these comments because um, I haven't read a novel in a long time. So let me go. Let, let me go through. <laughs> Joseph Goy says, spot, spot, spot TF on, bro. Stop telling my business. <laughs> yeah, man. That's this. There's some real stuff tonight. Um, Princess Goody says, yep, you're saying the same thing my husband said. Wow. Much respect. And um, Tasha says, lady. That's what ended my marriage. Damn, it should. It, damn it, you should know some things. But now the new companion gets everything straight and repeated sometimes in case you missed what you should know, which fortunately with him does not happen often like it did in my marriage. Some people will piss you off because you feel like you told them a whole bunch of times. So I don't have an answer for that. But a lot of times things are, are like muscle memory, right? And if it's not a natural thing for you, even though you told it to me, I also have to remind myself that it's important because it might not be important to me. Like taking out the trash may not be important to me, but it may be number one for you. You're going to be mad at me because I didn't take it as important as you. Mind reading, right? And the dialogue doesn't sound like why you ain't take the trash out. It sounds like, hey, babe, you know what? Trash man's coming tomorrow. You mind um, getting that for me while I'm over here, you know, playing with the kids? Tone. <laughs> Even if it's time number five. <laughs> tone. Because that elevated tone sounds like mommy. And when you sound like mommy, I'm going to do it. But I'm not doing it because it's supposed to be done. I'm doing it to shut you up and only to shut you up. That's it. I know I'm getting into Billy territory, Spin City, but we're going to step off of that. Um, hold on. Let me see. What it, uh, Princess Goody says, yes, Lord. And I know me, myself, and I, I'm very aggressive and domineering. So from this day forward, I need to be more feminine and easier to talk to and allow my man to be comfortable enough to share his feelings. So let me touch on that real quick. You do not have to uproot your character to become something else because it's not natural for you. 
But that, that space in the middle, you may have to bend a little bit so that you guys can meet versus not doing anything at all. Don't change who you are. But understand that he may not need that when it comes time to communicate because he married you. <laughs> so he might he must like something. <laughs> um, Spence City says communication like your parents is etched into the DNA. Yep. Um, <laughs> I'm not going to tell you what TF means, Spence City. <laughs> the second word is is um, is your favorite four letter word. Um, oh, Princess Goody put it up there. <laughs> Y'all making me laugh, man. The people on the audio are going to be like, what the hell is he doing? Um, <laughs> Michelle Ford says the wrong tone can take the conversation all the way to the left. Exactly. And that don't mean you compromise who you are, but it's understanding that unless you feel like your significant other is like your child, it's another grown adult. That you're yelling at. You're frustrated, but you're still yelling at a grown adult. So even if I'm wrong, it still sounds like mommy. Um, Tasha says, I was like, baby, the garage disposal stopped working. Can you fix it? Five days later, water smelling, still not done to avoid arguments. I changed it myself. That pissed me off more. That's my whole point. Some people will never find it important. And that doesn't mean that it's good, but these are things that you have to take note of. I did these things, you know, and, and maybe when it's separate from the incident and, and, and your situation is, is um <laughs> only because I know you, <laughs> some people... <laughs> are going to be stuck in their ways no matter what you do. But if you have a companion that you really like know that there is, you, you kind of know who they are underneath because you with, you've been with them, right? Even the ones that are not so good, you still know that, that they're going to be real egregious in what they do. And the outcome is going to be the outcome. They're still going to be that. But if you have somebody that you really, really, really rocking with and you love them and you and you really want to work it out, you got to be able to have a dialogue that's separate and apart from that thing that's pissing you off. You got to come down a notch. Even if you give him the delivery, that doesn't mean that the behavior is going to be corrected, but you damn sure are going to be on the worst path if you go into mommy mode. Neither one of them is a guarantee. But the path to getting what you want is not the dictatorship. Now, some of you, here's the caveat. Some of you like being a dictator and your significant other loves it. Keep doing that. I'm not here to judge you. <laughs> um, Tanya Brunson says, okay, I heard the trash example. He would not be the man for me. I think a man will abide and listen to who he wants. And it wouldn't matter how she delivers the message. I could communicate it naked in a proper tone, if he is irritated or lost interest for some reason, he will not comply. Again, I could be wrong. So here's the thing, Tanya. If your man is checked out, if y'all dysfunctional as hell, <laughs> I, a tone can't correct that. I'm talking about, I'm specifically talking about couples that are still pliable. I'm not talking about somebody that you done 
throw pots and pans at and he's just an asshole every day. You might have to make a decision somewhere down the line, but those type of people, something happened either with you or before you where they just refuse to be and do whatever. But if you have someone who, because here's the thing, it's all trial and error, right? Let's say you try the different tone and a different tact and it doesn't work and you do it 10 more times and they still resist it. You got a resistant person. This really only works for people who really want to work on it, who really, 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 really love like the guts of you. And they like, you know what? I didn't hear it put that way before. And I love you. And I'm going to try. That's the best you can wish for. Now, if they like leave me alone and they've been doing that for the past 10 years, guess what? You got the leave me alone person. That's who you married. And sometimes we don't notice up front. Sometimes it happens over time. Uh, let's see. Princess Goody. Oh, we are all human. No one wants to be talked down to. Yes, it does really matter how we say things. You wouldn't want a man to ask you to blame. Oh, you know what? I'm going I'm to let that one go. I'm going to keep it moving. <laughs> Disposal is still broken after five days. Hubby doesn't fix. Day six, wife calls, fix it, man. Husband gets pissed. Why do some men get mad then? I'm coming back to that one. I got an answer for that. <laughs> Tasha says, don't, don't be confused when you're not getting a hot meal or other things. <sighs> Tanya says, and then I'm going to come back to that to that um your question spin city that would irk the heck out of me tanya says i went i have a cousin had the exact experience where her husband she went years without taking a sh taking a shower in her house because husband would not fix the shower head she was afraid to overstep and call a plumber she finally got fed up and moved out oh i got answers for a lot of stuff but some people are just stubborn and and that goes into spin city's question where she says, why do some men get mad then? I'm going to give you an answer. I'm not going to give you every answer for everybody, but I'm going to give you an answer. Sometimes men in our heads will see that it needs to be fixed. We'll hear you say, hey, babe, you, you remember you said you was going to fix that, right? You're doing all the tact and all that. Remember you said you ain't going to get to that. A lot of times men don't prioritize things, even if, even if it's something like a garbage disposal, right? Or the trash. We don't prioritize those things based on the need. We prioritize them based on our mood. I need you to catch that. We prioritize things based on now, I'm not saying this for all men before some man comes on here and tells me, nah, man, you're wrong. We prioritize things based on our mood, not based on what's needed. So what happens is I may not feel like doing it until five days later. If you call the plumber, I'm going to get mad because I had intention to do it. When I got in the right mood to. So typically a man would get mad because. Te 
technically he was going to do it. <laughs> and somebody else is doing it now. So in, in, in our minds, it's an overstep. Because hypothetically, I'm going to say it again, hypothetically, if I don't use the garbage disposal all the time, it's not a it's not important to me. So I'll get to it when I can. And I, that's all I have to I, I'm not going like I'm not going I, I hate people that that come in here and try to fill your blanks for you. I'm not filling in your blanks for you. I'm just telling you some of the psychology behind it, even in its wackiness. Um, <laughs> Spence City says again, that's that bullshit. <laughs> um, I don't. <laughs> y'all, this thing scrolling up. Y'all, let let me let's be clear. This was supposed to be like a fifteen minute show, <laughs> but this is what I do this for. Um, <laughs> um, Tasha says happy endings or beginnings. Spence City says I disagree. The man gets mad because his lazy ass is embarrassed. Um, once again, you're disagreeing, Spence City. I love you, but I said I'm only giving you one example <laughs> of probably thousands. So you disagree with probably one of those other ones, but mine still holds true because I can find you a hundred thousand dudes that feel like that. I guarantee it. Um, embarrassment, yes. If the dude comes in and, and and I physically have to see the man fixing it, I got egg on my face. So I'm going to be mad at that too, right? That's reason number two. <laughs> um, Alicia says two words, double standard. And Tasha says, yep. But not always the case. Not always the case. Um... That's why I never come on here and speak in absolutes. There's many, 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 many different flavors. I just point out the ones I see the most. Um, we could talk about this all night for real, but we're not. <laughs> so on that note, um, I'm going to wrap this up because we are at that time. And <laughs> Tasha says she co-signed with Spin City. Y'all go ahead and co-sign with Spin City if you want to. It happens that way. Yes. Yes. I agree with her too, but you're not allowed to disagree with the host. So <laughs> please don't come for me in the comments. <laughs> I'm a rap. I'm a, I'm a really wrapping it. I'm really wrapping this up now because <laughs> these things keep scrolling. Um, I'm gonna let you have that spin city. I'm gonna let you have most of the case. So you can have 51%. Um, so we're going to wrap this up. We're going to conclude the podcast portion. Um, you guys get on relationshipgumbo.info for all of the stuff that I have to offer. The 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 um, the contest, go to contest.relationshipgumbo.info and record your video. And then the first five people will get those perks. I'm going to put those up on the screen for those who weren't here in the beginning. 
Um, winner one gets free lifetime app access. Winner two gets free lifetime app access. Winner three gets free 30 minute session with the coach. Winner four gets one free merch item. Winner five gets one free merch item. All you need to do is share tonight's live and record the video on the website contest.relationshipgumbo.info. So on that note, we're going to wrap up the podcast portion and I'll answer some of these questions on the other side of it. But those of you that are listening on the audio, thank you for coming. I appreciate you and I will see you next week. Same time, same place. Okay, everybody wants good love. That's true, I know. Derek Jones about to break it down with the relationship gumbo. Welcome to the podcast. Ain't no doubt we all need this. Hey, cause better relationships need better ingredients. Hey, so if you want better relations, it's about communication, finding love, staying together. We all wanna make it better. Yeah, Derek Jones, the host.